0: Welcome to the TaxSell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimmon. I'm a tax sell veteran, the author of the TaxSell Playbook, founder of the TaxSell Academy, the leading tax sell expert, and I am your host right here on the TaxSell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. This podcast is provided completely free to help teach you about investing, in tax-defaulted real estate and is made possible through the tax sell academy if you are looking to learn about investing in tax-defaulted real estate in a comprehensive step-by-step basis then head on over to taxcellacademy.com and click on join and that's taxcellacademy.com and click on join today i want to go over the concept of designing your tax cell business And this is something that most people don't think about, they fail to implement, or they don't even realize that it could be done, right? The truth is that technology has really changed the way that we operate, and it allows us incredible flexibility, if you're aware of it. So in today's episode, I want to really open your eyes a little bit to help provide some ideas on how you can design your business and subsequently the lifestyle you desire through tax sale investing. The truth is that investing in tax-defaulted real estate is an absolutely incredible business, right? It's lucrative, very rewarding. You're helping out the county, you're helping out the city, you're helping your buyers out. There's just so many positive aspects to it. But if you don't design it properly from day one, it can be absolutely miserable. And this is what most people actually fail to understand. Most new investors get into tax-defaulted real estate in order to make money. There's nothing wrong with that. Eventually though, unless they're very conscious in the early stages of their business, they usually get stuck back on the hamster wheel, doing the same thing over and over and over, and eventually they're working 80 hours a week, losing traction, making the same thing that they could've made in some sort of corporate gig, right? And I want you to avoid doing that. The world is much different than it was 20 years ago, or even five years ago, and I'm a firm believer that we need to use this our advantage. There's no reason that you need to get stuck back on that hamster wheel. Even if you're a full-time tax investor, your job doesn't mean that you have to put on a shirt and tie and sit in a cubicle from 8 to 5 Monday through Friday researching tax sell properties. I have no doubt had the best times of my life in this business whether it's attending auctions, the flexible work schedule, meeting incredible new people, hearing crazy stories, seeing new areas, traveling to auctions, eating at countless local diners, learning new stuff. This is an incredible business if you allow it to be. The fact is that this business can and should be designed to fit your lifestyle and your desires. And the sooner you start, the better. But in today's episode, I really want to get it in your head that there are possibilities that exist that you can create this business the way you want to. There is no box or anything like that that you must fit yourself inside. So I want to discuss three factors that can really help you create your tax sell business the way that you desire. The first one is process. And I've discussed this before, but this is really the engine that keeps your business running. To be successful, you must buy and sell rent or otherwise benefit from tax faulty real estate. You must make money, right? That's pretty obvious. I strongly advise, however, against the approach of only reviewing tax a list every now and then when you want to make a few dollars. And then when you think about it, going to some random auctions, right? Instead, what you should do, develop a system. Maybe you say, I will check list on this day. I will research those lists on this day. I'll establish bid amounts on this day. And that could be a day of the week, a day of the month, maybe a time interval prior to an auction or a sale. Whatever it is, schedule it and stick to it. Develop that process for that stage of your business. Along with that part of the business, you should also have a process about what specifically you'll be doing. You need to have checklists developed to make sure that you don't miss out on anything when it comes to perhaps like the research side, right? This is something that we teach in the academy in depth. You should also have a predetermined ratio that will ensure you're able to quickly and effortlessly determine your maximum bid amounts. You should have thresholds that decide whether you will or won't go to an auction. Your selling system should be a well-oiled machine. Your business should be one big system, one big process, that you follow nonstop. Now, this might not sound like the most enjoyable part, but hear me out. If we do this to ensure our business is stable and profitable, this will also keep us on track. If we have a system for every part of our business, once it's set up, it actually makes things incredibly easy and efficient for us. So instead of dreading the process, we simply work our way through the system and everything's gonna be very, very simple. And with a good system and a good process, guess what? We can do it from anywhere. and It's going to take much less time than if we were just winging it, which goes back to the lifestyle you desire. You can make your business fit inside of your lifestyle. The second part of designing your business is choosing who you want to work with. I've got an episode coming out later on this specifically, but it's crazy how much this will change your life for the better. Now, It's not always possible in the beginning, but I promise you, That if you work towards the goal of you choosing your customers and your team members, you'll be so thankful later on. I remember when I was 18 years old when I first got into real estate and I was a licensed real estate agent. I drove this family around one weekend for like six hours, basically giving them a tour of the entire area. When they were leaving, the husband handed me $20 for gas money, he said. And he told me they weren't really even sure that they wanted to move to that area, but they appreciated the tour. I declined the $20 and I deleted his phone number. At this point is when I decided that I would choose my clients moving forward. I'm obviously not very active as a real estate broker anymore, but I use the same exact approach in my tax sale business. I choose the realtors I want to work with. I choose the attorneys I want to work with. I choose the title companies I want to work with, the home inspectors. I choose the large majority of who I want to work with. I even choose the buyers that I want to work with. And this is the exact opposite of the conventional approach. When you're selling properties, you want hundreds of people clamoring to get that property, right? I do too, obviously. But if I have a piece of real estate and I have two interested buyers, one is somebody off the street, or number two is somebody who have an easygoing, working relationship with that understands my process and I know that their level of commitment is high. Who am I going to sell it to? I'm going to sell it to the person that I have a working relationship with every single time. And there are plenty of ways that you can advertise your properties and build your buyers list that will allow you to perhaps not get the specific person you want, but it will produce the type of person that you want. It'll produce that eager, do-anything type buyer that will work within your parameters and I'll be happy to comply with anything that you ask. Want an example? How about something I do for a lot of my properties? I say, they're gonna be sold as is, two week closing, 10% deposit, cash transactions only, and the buyer pays my closing cost. And their answer, yes, absolutely. We would love to buy the property under your parameters, under your guidelines. They'd be happy to do that. Of course, my price and my marketing methods are what created that type of buyer for me in the first place. Your life, should not be controlled by other people trying to call the shots. You call the shots in your own life and in your tax sale business. Most people understand this when it comes to their personal life, but when money is involved, all bets are off. They'll do anything to make a dollar. Don't let it be that way. Design your business from day one so you work with these specific people or types of people that you want to work with. I can't even begin to tell you the number of private coaching clients that I turned down through the tax academy because i just don't feel that'd be a good fit for working with me and if you do this if you design your business the way you want to if you design the type of people you want to interact with on a daily basis from day one you're gonna be so so thankful in a few years you're gonna have so much less stress and truthfully you're gonna be much happier overall so remember it's your business and you call the shots The last topic I want to touch on is success and goals. Success, of course, should be something that you always continually strive for. You'll undoubtedly reach some level of success, and it's important to keep setting goals to meet new levels of success. But before you really start, what is success to you, truthfully? right? For most people, it's not going to be making $10 million a year. And While money might be your initial motivator, if you dig deeper, that probably is not the reason for the type of success that you desire. Let's say you make $100,000 off your first deal. Now what? What do you do with it? What do you do with that money and why do you do it? For some people, they want to make that money so they can have a little bit of extra financial margin in their lives. so They can stress less perhaps. They don't have to worry about the next car payment or telephone bill or mortgage or rent or whatever it is. For others, Maybe so they have a little bit more money to splurge. They buy that classic car. They get a family boat. Take that overseas vacation. They start or they pad their retirement account. Or maybe it's just something else. And for many, it's to give them back some time. I know of a lot of tax on investors who invest in tax-faulted real estate, single-family tax-faulted real estate, in order to keep them as rental properties so they can earn passive income, which will ultimately allow them to have more time. Then that time, perhaps, is going to be spent with your family or your children, maybe enjoying a new hobby or whatever it is. The point of this last topic is not a goal-setting type topic, but I want you to understand you must have something that you're actively working towards. So many people get stuck into the cycle of making money, Pay bills, make money, pay bills. It's a never ending cycle. And what often happens is they make more money and somehow find a way to make more bills as well. This leads you to putting in more work for essentially the same situation. Find something that's rewarding for you, find something that's fulfilling, find something that will impact you long term. Time, cash flow, vacations, even material possessions can help provide entertainment and memories. I have no judgment what you do with your money. But my strong suggestion is that when you get into this tax sale business, you don't do so specifically for the money, but instead you do so for what that money represents for you. I've seen a number of tax sale investors. I've even seen a lot of members go through the academy and they'll make a certain amount of money. Maybe it's $20,000, $50,000, $100,000, whatever it is. They hit that goal because the money was their only goal. and Then the business dies off because they lose sight of what they're doing. They lose that vision. They lose what that money represented to them. And I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to have premature burnout because you're focusing on the money. Instead, focus on what that money represents for you. Guys, I really hope that you found these three factors in designing your business to be helpful. This is a topic that has changed so much. When I started in this business 17 plus years ago now, the status quo was to sit in an office chair 40 hours a week, take two vacations a year, be professional in every sense of the word, dress like you're going to church on a daily basis, and follow the guidelines set by every single other professional, or you'd be perceived as a failure or sloppy or lazy. Nobody want to work with you, and you'd be out of business in no time. And the fact is, this is still commonplace or common thinking for many people in real estate. But I really want you to look at it differently. Maybe you need that structure or you want that structure, and that's great. But maybe you're the type of person that hates that approach. And I certainly am that type of person. I don't judge either way, but maybe you want to sit poolside placing bids, or you want to be able to travel around the world investing. Maybe you just want to sit... In your home office wearing a t-shirt or shorts while you work. I've done all that. I've got students all around the world and I hear success stories from places like Hong Kong and Brazil. Anything is possible thanks to technology if you design your business properly and if you're aware of how you're designing your business from day number one. The point is, It doesn't matter how you design your business. It is your business. I'm not here to judge you or critique you or anything else. What I am here to do, however, is to open your eyes up to the possibilities that exist. I want you to be aware that no one chooses how you design your business, how your business must operate except for you. You're the one that's in control. You're the one that makes the decisions. You're the one that designs the most efficient systems for you. You're the one that designs who you work with, and you are the one that controls your goals, And your success and what they mean to you. Put yourself in control of your business from day number one, and you'll not only find it much more rewarding and more fulfilling, but it'll also be a lot more enjoyable and profitable. That's it for today's podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode and that you are enjoying the Tax Sell Podcast. If you are, please consider taking just a few moments out of your day to leave some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. And also, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. It really provides that motivation and desire to continue to expand our business on both the free and premium sides. And we are truly hopeful that we're able to play just a small role in your tax sale success. Thanks again for joining me on today's episode.